When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. teammates and the first live action of camp hear what he had to say after in just moments welcome into NFL live I'm Victoria Arlen alongside Ryan Clark Mina Kimes and Jeff Darlington will be joining us in just a few moments and finally the day has come the Jets are officially taking off well sort of as training camp has officially begun so let's hear how their quarterback Aaron Rodgers feels about all of the high expectations yeah, it's spectacular. I mean, that's that's what you want. You want uh, you want to be a part of a place that has high expectations, and uh, there's a lot of positivity around here, which I think is a good thing. Um, but you know, we got to temper expectations early on in camp and and focus on the the little things to get there. It's a long season. It's a journey. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be peaks and valleys, and and I think we just got to build this thing the right way and. Uh, there's a lot of excitement, though. That is fun. There's always expectation. One thing I learned about this city is that you could have an expansion team, and the ex- expectations you go 17 and 0. And um, but as far as pressure goes, you know the pressure is to do your best every day, find a way to get better every day, and you trust that the results will come. Uh, you don't have control over results, but you do have control about how you approach every day personally and as a team. I'm not going to beat around the bush, man. We want to win a Super Bowl, and. Uh, you know, you don't make moves in the offseason like we did unless you're trying to get there. You know, that's that's the mindset, and we want to have those expectations as athletes. No one wants to feel like no one's, you know, got an eye on y'all or no one expects anything out of y'all. You know, we love that. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the mindset that we're embracing in our facility. You know, we, we know where we want to get. I do know that being an older player on the team, that's part of their responsibility is to, to teach a little bit more. Luckily, this is a great staff that Nate has hired on the offensive side of the ball. I've been enjoying the conversations and testing the guys every single day because I don't like wasting reps. So if we're going to be out here, whether it's a walkthrough rep or an individual rep, let's make sure we're getting something out of it. There's a lot to unpack there. And Kimberly Martin joins us from the Jets facility. Kimberly, what did it look like out there from practice? Well, Victoria, you heard what it sounded like. Listen, today was day one of Mm -hmm. training camp, and Aaron Rodgers brought the intensity already. Now, it's hot. It is the air is so thick it's suffocating if you couldn't already tell from how I look. But there was Aaron Rodgers, almost 40 years old. Thank you. Almost 40 years old, clapping his hands when passes were broken up by defenders. He was standing with his hands on his hips, looking at his wideouts and his running backs when execution was off. And he was also praising them quite effusively when they did do things right. Now, just imagine, Rodgers, it's day one, and he's already treating practice like it's a regular season week. Now, just imagine Rodgers with that intensity, plus Nathaniel Hackett and his animated self, mixed in with Robert Salas, all gas, no breaks. The Jets, they're bringing bringing some juice this year. They're bringing the heat, that's for sure. As you said, literally and figuratively, there's going to be a lot of heat, and it's day one, so they're just getting started. Kimberly Martin, thank you so very much. Now, Jeff is with us. Ryan, I'm going to start with you. So many expectations surrounding 
the Jets and this team. You played on the championship Steelers teams with similar expectations. How does that impact a team? It's good. And yeah. I love the fact that Aaron Rodgers said it was good. Think about if every day you came to work, you came to work and people just told you how bad you'd suck at it. If no matter what, no matter what times you host, no matter what show it was, they were like, Victoria, I can't wait for you to suck today because it's we happened. all know that's the outcome. What type of excitement is that? How will that get you going? If you're the Jets, you want people in the stands at practice. You want every time you come off of the field, they're expecting a perfect day because it raises your level of intensity it raises your sense of urgency and when you go out and you acquire someone like Aaron Rodgers it's not to build for the future it's to build for the right now yeah. and so those expectations should be the expectations of the locker room as well that's what makes it fun every team doesn't believe that they can win a Super Bowl when training camp starts it's great to be one of those that does that's what makes you great, Ryan. If someone tells me I suck every day, I crawl under a table and I don't come out. <laughs> that being said, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> has a very big month ahead. The most important month, I would argue, of any uh, training camp that he's ever had, even when he took over for Brett Favre. And that is because not only does he have to perform well to these expectations, but he has to teach his team how to play in his offense. He brought Nathaniel Hackett with him, his offensive coordinator from his time in Green Bay. He's got Alan Lazard there and Randall Cobb. But other than that, he's got to basically come in there and teach the language that he is accustomed to, to all of these other players, and he doesn't have very much time to do it. Because we know that the second that this offense comes out there, we are going to expect them to look like a Super Bowl contender. And that's a big, big hurdle to climb here, but ultimately he knows he has to do it, and he only has a month to get there. Well, and I want to add on what Ryan said, too, because there is a power in that underdog mentality. There is a power when everyone is doubting you. I have witnessed it firsthand. Ryan, you have witnessed it as well. When someone is telling you that you can't do something, there is that's that's just adding gasoline to the fire. So it's going to be very interesting to see what that does to the Jets team, because as you said, like when everyone's just kind of doubting you and doubting you and doubting you, you're only just going to add, you know, fire to, you know, gasoline to the fire. And we all know what happens when you add gasoline to the fire. It's combustible. It just keeps burning. But anyways, Mina, when you look <laughs> at the, right, I love that. And look, people have told me that. But anyways, Mina, when you look at the, uh, at the, at the tough stretch to the, to the start of the season for the Jets, yeah. what is the biggest concern for them? Yeah, well, Victoria, just look at those first three teams, the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots. You could even also mention the first six teams, the Chiefs, yeah. Broncos, and Eagles. But just focusing on those first three, I would argue those are three of the six or seven best defenses in the NFL right now. And as much excitement as I have for this Jets team, my expectations for the defense are very high. I think the offense will be greatly improved. Uh, the only thing right now standing in the way between Aaron Rodgers, who's 39 years old, and the likes of Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence <laughs> is some combination at tackle of Dwayne Brown, Billy Turner, yeah. Max Mitchell, and Mekhi Becton. And I say some combination because it is very un it's still unclear yeah. who's going to yeah. be starting on both sides. Mm -hmm. And we, Jeff talked about this uh, coming month being important for Rodgers, and it certainly is with the new offense, but I would argue 
The most important thing this Jets team has to get figured out before it goes into that hellfire is who is playing tackle because it's the one thing that I think could really no derail yeah. this season before it even gets off the ground. Absolutely. You know the famous meme of Aaron Rodgers lying on the ground with his helmet turned this way, looking up the field? Right. We could see a lot of He's that like, through yeah. the first three or four weeks of the season. And if we do, think about the type of criticism that the New York Jets will fall under in New York. And yeah. so they need to make sure that that is shored up so Aaron Rodgers can not only be protected, but he can be successful in his acclamation as a New York Jet quarterback. Absolutely. And we've said it before but it's definitely worth mentioning again that the New York Jets have not made the playoffs for 12 straight seasons. That's the longest streak in the league. And, uh, and that's, look, that's something that needs to change for sure. Now, NFL owners are set to meet in Minneapolis today to approve the sale of the Washington Commanders. A group led by billionaire Josh Harris agreed to purchase the team from Dan and Tanya Snyder back in May. And now the day has come for the NFL owners to make it official now our very own Adam Schefter is at that meeting today and Adam can you give us some insight as to what is going on there now. Well, Victoria, behind this wall right now, NFL owners are in a meeting and in that meeting they're going to vote today to ratify the approval of Josh Harris as the commander's next owner. This is a day that the people in Washington, the fan base of the commanders have waited for for an awful long time. Some people thought they might never see this day, but that day is now upon us. And the owners are in that room and they're gonna be voting here if they haven't done it already. And that vote is expected to be approved. It does take 24 of the 32 owners to get approval of this sale to Josh Harris from Tang and Dan Snyder, but it would be a surprise, it would be an upset if it was not unanimous in favor of Josh Harris getting the commanders. We are awaiting the results of that vote, and if and when it does come in while we're on air, we will bring you the very latest as soon as we have that news, Victoria. We will keep on following that. Adam Schefter, thank you so much. From Minnesota to thank Kansas you. City, we've got some more NFL arrivals, and this guy needs no introduction. QB Patrick Mahomes has been out at camp with the Chiefs rookies all week, and here he is heading out there again today with the rest of the QBs and wide receiver Rasheed Rice. Now we're just getting started on NFL Live and we reveal Madden's top corners. Find out who takes the top spot and who we think got snubbed. Plus, the Bengals have announced that Chad Ochocinco will be inducted into their ring of honor and stay tuned as we flash back to some of his best and funniest moments. And look at this. There's the meme that we talked about. Uh, hopefully we do not see more of those memes this season. There it is. See it a lot. That's the moment. Yep. There it is. I hope we don't see this happen again. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hands off to Jacobs. Stutters to the right. First of the hole. He's off to the races. There's no one in the NFL who can really match this guy. There's nothing he can't do. He should be in the 99 club suit. In traffic. He says, give it to me. Welcome back to NFL Live. Let's dive into the Madden 24 quarterback top 10 and starting with number 10, Denzel Ward at 88 RC. Listen, Denzel Ward is a speed outside corner. He's a guy who is sticky in press coverage and he'll come up and stick you. He's an absolute dog. Number nine, Trey Davies White with the 90, Mina. Yeah, didn't play most of last season. Coming back from the injury wasn't quite himself. But when he is himself, he's one of the most technically sound, refined cornerbacks in the game. Excellent in the build zone scheme. I expect him to bounce back. All right, number eight, Marshawn Lattimore, also at 90. RC. Marshawn, I will fight you, Lattimore, especially if you're Mike Evans. He's a guy who is physical. He wants to get in your face, mix it up, and make it ugly. Let's go. All right, number seven, Stephon Gilmore at 91. Mina. The wily vet, an elite man corner, which is why Dallas traded for him. Exceptional footwork, exceptional recovery skills. All right, number six, Darius Slay at 92. RC. No. 92 is too low for Darius Slay. Oh. He's definitely a top five guy. If you watched him last year against Justin Jefferson, you know he is sticky. All right. Number, yes. Number five, Marlon Humphrey with a 93. Mina. Yeah. He's number one on Twitter, but number five here. Um, <laughs> two words, forced fumbles. This dude just gets his hands on the football. All right. Number four, Sauce Gardner, also at 93. RC. Listen, everybody was caught up in the sauce last year. Mm. He uses his length, he finishes at the <laughs> ball, and he plays with ultimate confidence. All right, number three, Patrick Sertan at 94, Mina. The least targeted cornerback in football last year for a reason. When I watch him, I cannot believe how young he is because he is so smart and so good at all aspects of playing the position. All right, number two, Jair Alexander at 95, RC. All I got to say about Jair is he does not care. He's going to be in your face from the start of the game <laughs> to the finish. And when he makes plays, he's going to tell you about it. All right. And number one, Jalen Ramsey at 97, Mina. Yeah, another guy who likes to talk. Seems to be a quality of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, you know, coming off of what by his standards might be a little bit of a down year, but he was in a really difficult position. Still one of the best tacklers, still great getting his hands on the football, forcing breakups, still an elite cornerback in my book. All right, RC, what do you think of uh, Ramsey at the top of this list? 
Well, one, I'm not upset about it. Um, mm. If I did a list and I was thinking about cornerbacks based off of last year, that starts with Patrick Sertan the second. I think Sauce and Jalen Ramsey would be at my number two. And then Jair Alexander with Darius Slade rounding out the top five. But when you look at who Jalen Ramsey has been throughout his entire career, being able to move inside and outside, epic battles with Antonio Brown back when he was with Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And a guy who up until last year, two years ago in the Super Bowl, you would just not throw the football at Jalen Ramsey is mm -hmm. him. He draws the hardest matchup each and every week. And based off of athleticism, we have never really seen a cornerback that physically gifted from where he can play inside and what he can do there to the outside. And so for me, I'm a, I'm comfortable with Jalen Ramsey being number one. But if Pat Sertan the second was a guy that was there, I would not have an argument. It's just rare that you can be a second or third year player and get that top billing. I almost exactly agree with Ryan's rankings, which I think reflects a couple of things. One, it is insane that arguably the two best cornerbacks in the NFL, by my estimation, are two players as young as Sertan, who I spoke about earlier in terms of how mm. technically refined he is, and then Sauce Gardner, mm. who had one of the best rookie seasons by a DB, I think, in the history of the sport. I agree. But the thing I'll say about Ramsey is this. While I don't have him at the top, um, I think he'll get back there because yeah. he's basically going from the worst possible situation <laughs> in Los Angeles this year where he was just like, it was him and Aaron Donald and not mm -hmm. a lot yeah. else, y'all, yeah. because all the injuries. Yeah. And he was asked to do a lot mm -hmm. and he was put in some really compromised positions to going to what I predict will be one of the best defenses in the league um, in Miami playing for a defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio who I think mm -hmm. really knows how to make yes. the most of his, mm -hmm. his skill set at this point in his career. So I expect him to have a phenomenal season in 2023. Now Pat Sertan is the only quarterback I want to say to intercept Patrick Mahomes multiple times in Mahomes' career. So just outside of the top 10 is a pair of 2020 draft picks in the Falcons, A.J. Terrell and the Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs, who were both all pro selections in the 2021 season. Now joining Terrell and Diggs with an 87 overall rating is the commanders, Kendall Fuller and the 49ers, Charvarius Ward. Now, Mina, who from this group will be in the top 10 by the end of the season? Man, I love A.J. Terrell. I think he's such a nice player. Uh, last year, a little bit down in terms of some of his coverage stats, but I really believe a lot of that had to do kind of with Ram, similar to Ramsey, uh, with the situation he was playing with in Atlanta where they had zero pass rush. I think yeah. the fact that they went out in free agency and augmented that defensive line as well as giving him some new players to play with in the secondary is going to help him return to the form of a couple years ago, and that form, to me, was a top-ten cornerback. And for me, it's going to be the guy ranked right right with him, Trayvon Diggs. Like, what else does he mm. have to do? This guy has 17 interceptions in his first three years. Two of those returned for touchdowns. And there was a year when he got 11 interceptions as a second-year player that I didn't necessarily love the way he played the game. I felt like he gave up too much yardage. But if you go back to last season, he was much stickier in coverage, yes. more disciplined yeah. with his eyes, still had three interceptions. But I thought he became a better football player. 
I thought he was harder to catch the football on and made that defense better. Now you look at this season, having Stephon Gilmore on the other side, along with Deron Bland in the slot, a three-headed monster at safety, and that pass rush, I believe that he can not only ascend to the top 10, but the top five when you have that elite level of ball skills that he does. Yeah. Could not agree more with literally everything yeah. you said. I actually think Trevon Diggs went from being slightly overrated as a corner, um, you know, he's very dependent on the interceptions, gambled, to almost underrated yeah, last season because of how he improved yeah. in coverage. And as you said, the fact that now Stephon Gilmore is playing opposite him, I don't know what quarterbacks are going to do, but it, it means he's going to get targeted more than he was last year. And again, I know we talked about his gambling, but he also has elite ball skills, so I expect him to take advantage of that yes. as yeah. well as the Cowboys' pass rush, which is devastating. Now, Diggs has 17 interceptions since entering the NFL in 2020, tied for the most in the NFL during that span. Now, tune in all week across ESPN as we continue to unveil the highly anticipated Madden ratings and scan the QR code on the screen for more exclusive Madden NFL 24 ratings, content, and coverage. Now, be sure to tune in tomorrow morning on Get Up as they reveal the next member of the coveted 99 Club and join us here on NFL Live tomorrow as we unveil the top quarterbacks. Now coming up on NFL Live, putting up with a pylon and proposing to a cheerleader. See which of Chad Ocho's Cinco's best celebrations make our top five list when we come back. Don't stop the rock like TikTok. Don't stop the clock to break the door till the early morning. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game. And with the season right around the corner, get your league started now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. Today, the Bengals announced they will be inducting Chad Johnson and Boomer Esiason into their ring of honor this year. So what better time now than to look at some of Ocho Cinco's best moments. So, Mina, I'm going to start with you. We got week one, Ravens, Bengals, Carson Palmer with a deep touchdown to Chad Ocho Cinco. And Ocho Cinco puts on his future Hall of Fame jacket. I remember this one with the question marks. When's he going to be in the Hall of Fame? I don't know if that's going to happen for him, but it was a creative celebration. All right, RC, week 12, Titans, Bengals 07. Palmer tosses the touchdown to Ocho He gets behind the camera. Listen, he was just getting prepared for his life after football. You got to film him as they film you. <laughs> 05, week 11. 
Another deep touchdown, Ocho Cinco down the sideline, and uh, he's going to do something very interesting here, Mina. He's going to propose to a cheerleader. You know, I always thought she deserved credit, too. She didn't look surprised by it at all, like she expected it. Anyways, it's a great song. <laughs> RC Ravens, Bengals, another. Uh, he gets uh, by the defense for another huge touchdown, and he's going to put the, put the football here. And uh, is it good? Well, what happened oh. was he, he beat my boy Dominique Foxworth for a touchdown, and then he went all Tiger Hood <laughs> on, the, on the football. Oh, <laughs> 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 Can you tell us about the vote on the commander sale happening today? Well, we expect it to happen, and it would be a shock if it didn't. We heard from Adam Sheffer earlier, but we are at the point where we are waiting for these owners to vote. 24 of 32 of them, as long as they say yes, that in fact Dan Snyder can sell his team to Josh Harris, which by the way, we expect 32 to say that, then this will in fact be official. We're talking about a sale of $6.01 billion. The NFL has already approved it. Now it is up to the owners to sign, seal, and deliver it. Leonard Fournette, the running back market, uh, obviously a big conversation this week. He's going to be visiting, I should say he did visit the Patriots on a free agent visit. We're hoping to hear from a number of these running backs. Now that we know that Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs did not get their long-term deals, maybe these guys will set the markets themselves. Leonard Fournette looks like he's the first one to be taking a visit in this period. This is a very interesting one. Adam mm. Sheffer reporting that Zach Martin is considering not reporting to Cowboys training camp. Uh, he's got two years left on his contract. It's a seven-year contract. He's entering the fifth year of that deal. He's $7 million below the highest paid guard, yet he is one of the most effective, if not the best guard in the NFL. So a very peculiar situation as he tries to get a restructured deal here. We should remember the Cowboys have a number of different contracts coming up that they've got to navigate. But now suddenly Jerry Jones looking at Zach Martin's deal at the top of his priorities because he knows that he needs him when it comes to this season. Now, despite being widely regarded as one of the best guards in the NFL, Zach Martin's current contract pays him an average of $14 million per year, which ranks ninth among the guards. Now, RC, how important is Zach Martin to this Dallas, Dallas's offense? <laughs> see, Victoria, you're about to see what happens on NFL Live on Friday <laughs> when none of us are there even though it's not there yet. Even I don't care what happens with Zach Martin. I really don't. Because you know why? Because <laughs> Mike McCarthy took over the job, and he said, we're going to run the ball. You know what else helps when you run the ball? Go play great defense. Mm -hmm. And when you look throughout the league, there is no team in the <laughs> NFC that should be better than the Dallas Cowboys are defensively. You heard Mina and I talk about the two corners that they'll have now. Also, the three-headed monster at the safety position. Yeah. But let's talk about this run. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys who made a decision that they're going to solidify the interior defensive line with Mozzie Smith at the first draft pick. Damone Clark coming off of an injury he suffered right before.
before the combine and going to be able to show you some of that buckus finalist form that he had at LSU. This is a team that's going to be able to straight up shut out opponents and Dan Quinn has gotten the football turned over throughout his tenure at Dallas but I believe this year they can do more than that and become absolutely shut down. <laughs> I love nothing more than derailing a segment to talk about defense when it's me and RC. Uh, and I love nothing more than talking about this defense, which I think we're in agreement has the potential to not only be the best in the division, yeah. but the best yeah. in the entire NFL. Absolutely. For me, trying to predict who, which defense will be the best, it's not just about the high-end talent, and they have that. It's also about the depth. You talked about the pass rush and how devastating they are. That four-man rush was the best in football last year. Actually had a higher percent pressure percentage than 10 teams when they blitzed. That's how crazy they were. Okay, so Micah Parsons and Marcus Lawrence, the best one-two punch, I think, in the entire NFL rushing off the edge. Yeah. But behind them, you got Dorrance Armstrong, you got Dante Fowler, you got Sam Williams. You have guys who can come in waves, the likes of which tend to take you far into the playoffs. And the secondary, I think, is something that's really worth highlighting in terms of the depth because earlier we spoke about the cornerbacks and how fantastic it is that Trevon Diggs now gets to play opposite Stephon Gilmore. But because of the injuries last year that they had in the secondary, losing Jordan Lewis during the season, these young DBs got to play. Deron Bland stepped up down the yep. stretch, had the most interceptions on yep. the team at nickel. So as a result, not only do they have stars in the secondary, they also have depth. This yep. is a defense that is not only built to be dominant day week one with the you know starting lineup. It's dominant. To, it's built to be dominant even if they lose players to injury at any point. All right, RC. So Listen, I, I just this is I just had a question. How, how did how did you guys do that? How did <laughs> I, I swear I was talking about <laughs> Zach Martin? I don't know. And then all of a sudden. I don't even remember right, Zach RC, Martin being a part of the conversation. But I wanted uh, so there's what, no what quarterbacks saying, on today. Well, yeah, no, we're, but we're we're we, nobody we've knows, but it's provocative. Get the people going, okay? And we're here. <laughs> but at the end of the hey. day, we're here, and at, so we're talking defense, right? And so RC, would you say that Dallas is the be has the best defense? You know what? I'm, I'm a football player, so I will say this first off. We got to see them play a game. But sitting right here, right before training camp starts, I believe they have a chance to be the best defense in the entire NFL. And I don't believe there's an argument that can be put up for that. When you look at Micah Parsons now making that full transition, training the entire offseason simply to rush the passer, imagine how much better he can be that now he's not trying to play two positions each and every week. Mina, talk mm -hmm. to you about the depth that they now have in the secondary when last year you know what it was hey throw it away from seven if we throw it away from seven we are at least safe but Deron Bland showed you down toward the end of the season that he can be a factor at the nickel position and you had a former defensive player of the year Dan Quinn has been sensational as the defensive coordinator yeah, of yes. the Dallas Cowboys so much so people speak of him being the head coach at some point that's why Mike McCarthy's seat gets hotter and hotter and hotter and Joe with the pass game coordinator, whether it's blitzes, two-minute, third down, always seems to be able to find pressure and capitalize by getting the ball back to the offense. I love what this defense is. I love going out and getting Mozzie Smith earlier, early in the, in the draft. This team can definitely be the best defense in the entire league, and maybe that's more important than Dak Prescott not throwing 10 interceptions.
Well, look, the Cowboys defense has led the NFL in takeaways in each of the last two seasons. So the argument is kind of there. We shall see. I feel like we could talk about defense all day, but we don't have a ton of time for that. So still to come, Kenny Pickett finished last season on fire, but can he pick up where he left off? Hear what his wideout, Allen Robinson, had to say about what he's been seeing from his new QB. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. UFC event exclusively on ESPN Plus and it comes from the O2 Arena in London. The prelims begin Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, followed by the main card highlighted by the heavyweight main event. And look at this from Nick Chubb. He is squatting 600 pounds. Six zero zero. Like the way even that the bar runs. is going to break. RC, um, what was the most what you that could squat? Of? I want to know what was what was the most you could squat. First off, it, it ain't close to that. And the problem with me is this. All he's doing is football thirst trapping. This is all this is. This is for all those people who love. He's basically taking his shirt off and showing his six-pack. This is a football thirst trap. Look how strong I am. Watch the bar bend. Wow, wow, wow. You know what's funny about it, too? He don't talk. Nick Chubb never talks. All he does is run people he over really and post football thirst traps <laughs> on IG. He's like a coach's freaking dream. There you go. This is all this is. And you know what? I'm just going to out him. That bar is supposed to be. It's a tsunami bar. It's supposed to be, Nick. That's right. I told everybody your secret. They think that's a metal bar bending. It's not. I'm a hater because I can't do it. How, how much that? could you do? Nick. Oh, okay. All right. Very quickly. Victoria. It is time for Read and React. Uh, Saquon Barkley was on the Money Matters podcast last week before the franchise tag deadline, and he spoke about his contract situation and the possibility of sitting this season. This is my leverage. My leverage is I can say to the Giants, I can say to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how much how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. I won't play it down. And that's a that's a that's a that's a play I can use. Anybody knows me, knows that's not something I want to do. But like, it's something that has it something that crossed my mind. It's like, I has never to. I never thought I would ever do that, but like now I'm in a point where it's like, oh, Jesus, like I, I might have to take it to this level. RC, do you think uh, Saquon should hold out this season? Unfortunately for Sa Saquon, he actually doesn't have leverage because it's not like holding out would allow him to get a new contract because they can no longer negotiate. So for Saquon, it's about what can you live with? Can you live with missing an entire season? Someone who has missed out on football because of injury. Can you go back after this season and say to yourself, you did the right thing? Can you be Le'Veon Bell? Because that is the question Saquon Barkley is faced with right now. All right, now to Pittsburgh, where a new Steelers wideout Allen Robinson was uh, 
Speaking about the progression he's seen from his new QB, Kenny Pickett, this offseason. For me coming in, seeing Kenny now uh, going into his second season, man, I mean, the command that he has for a second-year player is awesome. You don't get a chance to see guys that young with a command that strong, leading us, getting guys together, throwing after, watching film across the board. He's very experienced, and it's, and it's been fun to see. Won five of his final six starts last season, nearly leading the Steelers to what would have been an improbable playoff berth. Now, he ranked seventh in the NFL and QBR during that span, and a big key to that turnaround was his ability to limit turnovers, as Pickett only had one turnover during his last six starts. Mina, what do you think Kenny Pickett needs to improve on this season? Yeah, you know, I rewatched some of these starts recently, and I was impressed by a lot of what Kenny Pickett did, particularly the scrambling ability, the throws he made on the run, outside the pocket, and his ability to de attack deep. Where I think he needs to improve is inside the pocket. I think he needs to be more comfortable going through his protection progressions. Pardon me. The Steelers have invested a lot in this offensive line, uh, adding Isaac Samalu from Philadelphia, drafting a tackle in the first round. He needs to trust that his offensive line will hold up in front of him. To me, that's how he can take another step as a quarterback this season and take advantage of these terrific skill players that Pittsburgh has put together around him. Now, RC, how have the expectations changed for Kenny Pickett compared to last year? You have to think about last year where we basically knew going into training camp that Mitchell Trubisky would be the week one starter because it wasn't necessarily a conversation of when Kenny Pickett would play. It was if. And as that seemed to be more likely and more probable, he takes the field, has a couple of injuries, and didn't necessarily start out great. But you had that grace period. That grace period is gone. When this team finishes winning six of his last seven games, when you watch him have a comeback against the Las Vegas Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens, you expect to see more of that. So now coming into this season, knowing you're the guy, you have to be ready to lead. You have to be prepared to show everyone on day one that I'm the person to lead you to the promised promise land. And we also have to remember, it was an extremely long time in between Terry Bradshaw <laughs> and Ben Roethlisberger. The yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, the organization, and Mike Tomlin isn't prepared to wait that long. Those yeah. expectations are heaped on to Kenny Pickett and that first-round draft stock. Now, the Steelers... You know, as you mentioned, Ryan, they haven't had a losing season since 2003. Their current streak of 19 consecutive seasons without a losing record is tied for the second longest streak in the NFL. So they've got that going for them, I guess. All right, still to come, we head back to the Jets training camp. Hear more from Aaron Rodgers after his first full day on the field. Been enjoying the conversations and testing the guys every single day because I don't like wasting reps. So if we're going to be out here, whether it's a walkthrough rep or an individual rep, let's make sure we're getting something out of it. Breaking news on the commander sale, and Adam Schefter is back with us. Adam, what can you tell us? Uh, okay, we, 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 we got people coming through here, but it just came through. The sale is unanimous. It now has been approved. Josh Harris has officially 
purchased the Washington Commanders from Dan Snyder for $6.05 billion. His owners stream out of the room. The vote just came down. The deal still is not officially closed. They have until August 1st to close that deal. But the vote has been unanimous, and Josh Harris has been approved as the new owner of the Washington Commanders. You heard it from Adam Schefter. Josh Harris is now the new owner of the Washington Commanders. Thank you, Adam Schefter. We will keep you up to date on that. Another new story, the New York Jets reported to training camp yesterday and holding their first practice today. This comes a bit earlier than most teams as they will be playing against the Browns in the Hall of Fame game on August 3rd. And things looked a little bit different than years past and Kimberly Martin was there to cover it all. I spoke to Jets head coach Robert Sala after practice and he told me Aaron Rodgers might actually be a defensive guy in a QB's body. Not just because of his intensity, but because of how he appreciates standout defensive plays. Oh, and because he's got that, quote, killer mindset. Sala told me his presence is bringing a new standard. But with that new standard comes varying degrees of tolerance for mistakes. I do know that being an older player on the team, that's part of their responsibility is to, to teach a little bit more. Luckily, this is a great staff that Nate has hired on the offensive side of the ball. I've been enjoying the conversations and testing the guys every single day because I don't like wasting reps. So if we're going to be out here, whether it's a walkthrough rep or an individual rep, let's make sure we're getting something out of it. Now, me personally, I want to be as good as I can be. I want to get better every day. And, and I feel like he's helping me get there, man. He's, uh, he doesn't slouch. He, he doesn't slouch on any of the details. You know, he doesn't beat around the bush. He's straightforward. He's going to tell you what, what we got to work on, what we got to do better. And, and, you know, that's how I want it. Wilson admitted it's still a little surreal catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. It's like, that's Aaron throwing the ball, he said. That's a dot. It's special. Thank you, Kimberly. Now, the Jets are one of three AFC East teams ranked in the top ten of ESPN's football power index, along with the Bills and Dolphins. It's the only division with three teams ranked in the top ten. The Bills have won three straight division titles, and they're favored to win it again, but it projects to be one of the closest division races in the NFL, as the Jets and Dolphins also have a greater than 20% chance to win it. Now, there are high expectations in Miami after the Dolphins added defensive coordinator Vic Fangio and cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Now, Tua Tagovailoa isn't shying away from those expectations, saying, quote, I think we're definitely legit contenders. There's no doubt with the guys that we have defensive side of the, we have the defensive side of the ball. With the guys we have on the offensive side of the ball, and now with this being the first time as, it, as an offense, we get to come back. Understanding the the plays already kind of molded into the offense a little more. I think I think it can get very, very scary, pretty dangerous. Now, Mina, what questions does the off, does the Dolphins' offense need to answer from the second half of last season? Yeah, I'm excited for Bills Jets Week One, like everyone else. But I think I'm equally excited for Dolphins Chargers week yeah. one and it's because of something you alluded to which is to remind folks Dolphins were an offensive juggernaut last year yeah then they ran into LA and uh that defense did a fantastic job of taking away some of their core concepts on offense so what I want to see week one from this Miami offense is you've had this offseason Mike McDaniel and Tua working together What's your counterpunch? If LA takes away that the middle of the field, 
Can you challenge them throwing outside the numbers? The Chargers had an atrocious run defense last year. The Dolphins really weren't able to punish them for it. Uh, they play with a ton of 21 personnel, two backs or a fullback, mm -hmm. and yet when they face light boxes, they ran into them at the fifth lowest rate in the league. Is that going to change? Mike McDaniel's specialty was the run game. I want to see how that run game looks week one against a Chargers defense that has struggled with that in the past. I think we're going to learn a lot about this offense from that matchup, and I'm really intrigued by it because I do think it needs to evolve. Yeah, I think you learned a lot about this offense, but this team as a whole, you'll be facing a guy like Justin Herbert with a Vic Fangio-led yeah. defense that has added Jalen Ramsey to the outside. A guy like Javon Holland, who I think can be an absolute star at the safety position, who we don't really talk about a ton, and you have very young rushers that can get after the passer, and so it's going to be exciting to watch this team evolve from what they were toward the end of last year into the beginning of this season. And remember how hot Tua Tungavaloa started off last season, then after some of the injuries and down the stretch, he didn't play as well, and they never quite saw that fire again. So what different wrinkles can Mike McDaniel come up with, and how can Tua Tungavaloa and his 4 by one of an offense execute on the opposite side of a Vic Fangio-led defense? If they can get all of these things working in yeah. unison, this could be a very tough team to beat the entire season. Ryan, you bring up a good point about the offense, too. So much pressure, so much evaluation of Tua Tungavailoa going into the season. And you brought up Mike McDaniel. I will say this about Mike. I think that knowing him, he's the kind of personality that is always willing to adjust, always willing to change and look at his flaws. He was a first-year head coach last year and ran a, a pretty well-oiled machine for the most part. Now, at the end of the season, you bring up some of the issues that he faced, whether it was clock management or other issues. Uh, he was the first person afterwards to say, I will get better at that. Second year, going into this next year as second-year head coach, uh, calling plays for the well, second time, not the first anymore. This is a coach who I think could turn the corner and take a very big step in his own right. He almost beat the Bills with Skylar Thompson. Like, put some respect on Mike McDaniel's exactly. name. I thought he was fantastic <laughs> last year as a first-year yeah. head coach. Yeah. That's yeah. not to let him off the hook, though, to what yeah. we've been saying. Well, and no, they do. Uh, <laughs> healthy Tua makes all the difference. So let's see it. Let's let's hope for yeah. it. You know. <laughs> for Mina, Ryan, Jeff, I'm Victoria. Thanks for watching NFL Live. <laughs>